Hey everybody, um, Bastards and Biobells. We're gonna go over uh, some discussion here. This is just kind of like bro science and, and understandable ways to explain certain things and mind my butchering and pronunciation. But uh, we're gonna discuss sort of um, the anabolic and PED side of things um, throughout these episodes. I'll probably make it like 10 episodes long. Um, we'll do um, PCT AI discussion. Um, We'll do compound discussion, we'll do blends and uh, cycle discussions, but this is just sort of a general first episode of my experience and how I began uh, with the AAS community and, and um, learning and uh, growing my knowledge of um, PEDs and everything else in, in the world kind of thing. So when I was 16, I'll make it really brief. Um, I was diagnosed with Langerhans cell histiocytosis, multi-system bone, which in effect is just a brain tumor. I had it for three years. I had the blasting chemotherapy for three years, which, as everybody knows, chemotherapy can really fuck with your natural hormone levels and, and everything else, really, uh, within your life. Your bone structure, um, uh, muscle degeneration, there's, there's just a lot of things. Um, I wasn't allowed to do any contact sports or anything strenuous uh, for three years, and that, that included any sex, which is kind of a fucking bummer. But um, continuing on, um, it's now gone, remission, I guess you could call it. It's been a few years now. Um, but a couple of years ago, I was working for um, quite a large company. And I was just a general laborer, uh, demolition guy. I was big. I did all the heavy lifting. And, you know, it was, it was physically active um, prior, you know, after the blasting chemotherapy and stuff. Um, I struggled with a lot of depression and keeping my rage and my emotions in check was almost impossible. So uh, going back to when I was working with this company for about, yeah, we'll say nine months, and I was offered the positions project manager, which was huge. You know, I was uh, the youngest project manager for this company and uh, history in essence, you know, a uh, young man in his mid to late twenties. So I took the position and I was working like I don't know, anywhere from 12 to 18 hour days, um, trying to dig out the mess the previous PM left. And it was quite a challenge, you know, it was stressful, it was, it was physically demanding. I mean, I got the big truck and the big bonus and all this stuff, but anyways, one of my contractors, um, he was a retired MMA, a, a semi-pro MMA fighter, and he just fought his last fight and uh, I was cleaning up his bills and this doesn't have anything to do with what happens next but uh, we became really close friends because he was a smaller company so I prioritized the smaller ones because they're at risk of going under because of this previous PM and uh, anyways so we got everything straightened out and we started talking and when I was younger I sort of like looked through the internet when it first came out and dial up and stuff and I was looking at like um, anabolic steroids and PEDs and, and a bunch of other um, sort of things. This was prior to when SARM sort of first started getting big as well and we'll delve into that in a different episode. But um, we started discussing and he was telling me, yeah, you know, most of the semi-pro pro guys do take it. It's just, it's, it's a natural, um, when you get to that tier of performance, Performance enhancing drugs are just mandatory, in essence, really. I mean, you're not going to be able to pick up a thousand, um, like Eddie Hall, for instance. He said he was off, and that's fine, but he did do them at one point in his life, and, and, and that's beneficial within you know your, your professional career in order to actually breach these 
godly goals, you do have to be on something um, in order to reach that. Genetically speaking, there's only been, I don't know, three or four in history that have ever been able to uh, top that by themselves without, this is way before PEDs, but we'll go into the history on that in another episode. It's quite neat, actually. But anyway, so I started talking to this fella. Uh, we became really good buds, and uh, I was telling him how I was looking into tests and stuff, and he, he told me he could hook me up. So I said, all right, awesome. So a week later, he comes up, and you know, I forgot my first taste of a lab, a UGL. Um, and it was all right, I guess. Uh, it was test 400. It was a long ester. Um, I went and bought needles at the local pharmacy, thinking smaller was better, but that wasn't the case because they're still sitting up in my cupboard. I ended up going uh, three mil, inch and a half barrels <coughs> for glute injections. Um, in my first injection, motherfucker, my first injection, I was shaking so bad. And I mean, I had a really bad phobia of needles, uh, contrary to what happened previously in my life. It was just one of those things where it's just, you know what? I, I got out of the shower one day and I was sitting in the cupboard and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try it. So I tried it, you know, my first injection, I had pit like so bad. I, I didn't know what it was at first, you know, post-injection pain um, happens, especially when you breach virgin skin and virgin muscle, your body's not used to a foreign object, just kind of stabby stabbing in there. And um, so, I mean, that was a pain in the ass. It lasted probably a week, I could barely walk. It was kinda, you know, how could people do this on PEDs and stuff? And I just kind of powered through it, and I, I, I didn't quite finish the vial, and I, I dropped off. Um, I was, you know, 400 milligrams a week, so split in between two injections, and that was on Mondays and Thursdays, which is a weird schedule um, for me, but at the time it was convenient, so that's what I did. Um, afterwards, I started reading it a little bit more into it after I started it, which I should have before, and um, I realized, well, fuck, I don't have any protection. And not like condoms or anything sexually, but like Novaldex and Arimidex or Clomid or anything like that. You know, I just kind of threw myself in the wind. Off I went. So uh, I requested some Novaldex and Arimidex. And uh, I never ended up actually taking it uh, from that lab at all. I never did no PCT. Um, my cycle wasn't long enough. But, <coughs> excuse me, afterwards, interestingly enough... Um, I got on the Dirty D, Deanna Ball from the same lab, and, um, you know, it. looking back, it, it wasn't smart. You know, I should have done more research, and this is what I, I preach to everybody, is research is key, but the Deanna Ball I had, um, I started off with 25 milligrams a day, boosted to 50, uh, about a weekend, and I started getting really bad back pumps, and I didn't quite know what it was at first. You know, my kidneys started feeling like they were shriveling up, and, and it felt like, you know, a constant ache in my back. And later on down the road, I realized that was fine, but it spooked me enough that I dropped everything. I stopped, like, completely. Um, and during this time, I actually joined a couple forums, uh, Canadian Juice Monsters being one of them, and later on down in my history, I joined Canadian Brawn. Both are extremely excellent uh, boards, if you're looking for information, I mean, they're non-source boards, so don't be an idiot and go in and think you can get steroids off these things because they've been around quite a while and they have a reputation for a reason, um, not being um, gear horse. So continuing on, I started doing some more research and I delved into myself and I, I found 
um, another lab, actually, quite a quite a good one, a well repu well um, had a good reputation. Sorry, my my stutters. And uh, so I began, you know, that just try it again. So I got the test 400E again uh, because I don't know why. It's just something I'm drawn to. I love um, the longer esters, and I got another bag of D-ball. And I was like, oh, I really don't want back pumps, but you know, we'll give this a crack again. And at this point in time, I, I left my previous job as project manager because they were treating me like shit, absolute garbage. And I just dropped the ball. I got offered a really good job on the road as an operator. And I mean, it's it's it was pretty intense labor. And we were working up um, northern Sydney in a blizzard one day and I mean we had I don't know we'll call them units we had like 400 450 units to do and I had to walk about a half a kilometer on like ice to go down disassemble these units and then take all the pieces and bring them to another pile and then start a you know it just it was a repetitive and it was intense so I started my Deanna ball and I noticed almost instantaneously this Deanna ball was like a thousand times stronger than the previous lab and I, you know, my, my pumps, everything was growing great. I mean, the first couple of days it was seamless. I never got back pumps, ironically enough, um, from this specific lab, but the blood pressure, the blood pressure smoked me so fucking hard. And I mean, the hotel they put us up in, I mean, it had a full gym, it had the sauna and it had the hot tub. And that might be kind of what helped me through my back pump, why I never experienced them. But this Deanna ball, I'd work like a eight to 12 hour day. I go back to the hotel, I'd eat, I'd shower. And then I hit the gym for like an hour and a half, two hours, steady. And then I hit the sauna, and then I hit the hot tub, and then I go to bed. I wake up the next morning, 5 a.m., do it all over again. And I never had any uh, recovery issues at all. Like I had no pain, I had no aches, I wasn't tired, I wasn't fatigued. Mentally, I was at the top of my game. And noticing there, within my third week of the Deanna ball, um, the blood pressure was getting so high that when I took my fucking toque off, I tell you, I was steaming like a kettle and I was flush, but it was working. And I was so pumped. I was so excited that everything was kind of going well. Um, I had a little water retention, but I didn't have any um, genomastia effects or anything like that. I wasn't on an AI. I wasn't even thinking about PCT. I mean, my body reacts relatively well and some people can metabolize it better than others and et cetera, et cetera. We'll go on this with a different episode. But the last week we were there, I decided, you know what? I'm gonna drop the Deanna ball on Sunday and see if I can do it all week, you know, without the Deanna ball to see if I can do it myself without the assistance of a performance enhancer. <laughs> Excuse me, so we go back on Monday, and I mean, no problem getting the work done during the day. But when I get back to the hotel uh, that last week we were there, I just, I remember, it's like, I, I can't hit the gym. I'm gonna eat supper, you know, I'll have my shower, hit the hot tub and go to bed. But there's no way I was hitting that gym for the last week. And it was, it was, it was a super interesting experience. And um, in my own opinion, it was a great one, you know. Uh, so I sort of dropped off again. I stopped and I did like, I dove into some heavy research in different labs and um, different PCT protocols and AI protocols and different cycles altogether. And again, I found myself uh, with an alternative lab and with test 400 again oh my go-to baby my go-to so i tried the deca deca with test uh deca 300 milligrams a week testosterone at um, 400 milligrams a week with some provarone 
and Cialis every third day, just because for some reason my blood pressure was spiking. And I mean, I wasn't taking a lot of sodium working on the road, you know, it's kind of a little bit more difficult. I can't use it as an excuse, but you know, what's enticing is enticing. So everything was going well, um, and I noticed I had, I had a weird crash. And that's because I wasn't running any eye. Uh, my body, for some reason, didn't accept the DECA very well. And uh, so I was about four or five weeks in, and uh, I decided to drop it again. So I dropped it. All during these times, um, in the previous mention, I was depressed and had issues with anger, and, and my mentality was all fucky. But as I progressed through, and, and I realized how my body reacts to certain things, I found I found my cure. I, I'm not going to say it's a cure, it's more of a band-aid. But it's my band-aid. I don't have any rage fits. Um, I finally found a good uh, pinning cycle for myself. Uh, I'm currently on 600 milligrams of test a week, shooting mon- uh, pinning, sorry, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, and I'm two weeks in to the cycle. And I'm adding some uh, Turinabol, which I'm really excited for. It's kind of like the baby brother of Deanabol, if you want to think of it that way. I mean, it, it's it's like a bastardized version of Deanabol and Winstraw because it helps helps with the vascularity. And it also helps with the muscle mass, but it takes a lot longer for it to uh, show itself, in essence, compared to Deanabol. I mean, Deanabol is one of the most fast-acting anabolic steroids in history. I mean, it was designed specifically for enhancing humans. <laughs> Excuse me. So, I mean, I, I, a lot of people, it's very controversial, um, the anabol, a lot of people don't like it, a lot of people do, it's, it's, it's the whore of, of anabolic steroids in essence. I mean, uh, I know a lot of guys have just done the anabol cycles and I would never recommend an oral cycle to anybody and we'll delve into that on another episode and I'll explain the safety uh, procedures I've taken and what I know about how to be safe when you're taking a cycle and uh, what to watch for. But uh, in essence, um, and I know I say that a lot, I just like the, I like the word essence. It's just an excellent word. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my story and what got me involved with anabolic steroids. And uh, remember, it's, it's illegal to buy. It's also illegal to sell. But it's completely legal to use at your own home as long as you're not within the dealer limit, which is, I don't even know what that is. So just bear that in mind. Don't just go online and buy shit. Do some research first. Like I said, join Canadian Juice Monsters. They're not a source board, so they're not going to give you no fucking information, so don't be an asshole. But ask questions and do some research. Find out, you know, who's the top dog. Find out different cycles and different protocols. And then then, um, Canadian Bronze, same thing. Uh, Either or, if you want to join them, um, feel free. I mean, it's free to join. Um, just do a little introduction, kind of explain yourself, your your size, your weight, kind of training goals if you've cycled before, if you're looking at certain cycles. And just before you ask questions, kind of do a little research so you don't make yourself look like a fool. Because, I mean, I did it and a lot of other people do it. And, um, yeah, I hope that the next couple episodes, you know... Um, you guys enjoy it because this is something I enjoy doing. I'm just a guy in my basement with a headset and a mic and I noticed there's not any um, bros really talking. Um, I don't know. It's, it's easier to understand when somebody who isn't a scientist, a pediatrician, or a nutritionalist can explain what they've experienced and their knowledge to somebody who has not instead of going from the top and working their way down. So if you guys have any questions or anything, um, 
feel free to black black back on anchor or uh, spotify and you guys just keep her chill and keep her easy and remember just be safe